You are listening to Words of Jen, where I read to you one piece of my writing in each and every episode. This is Jen, and you are listening to Words of Jen, which is being recorded on November 6th, 2017, as part of Napod Pomo, and this is episode 6. The piece of writing I'm going to read to you in this episode was written in 2015, but is about a series of events that actually took place in the early 90s. And that's probably all of the context you need before I start reading, and I'll fill in some additional blanks at the end. This one is called How a Telemarketing Company Got Rid of Cheaters. One of the many jobs I had when I was in college was that of a telemarketer. I know, I know, that's an awful thing to do, but I was young, and I needed the money. This was back in the early 1990s. We had black computer screens with a blinking orange or green cursor on a monitor that weighed as much as an old television. Eventually, the script would appear. This was like maybe one or two steps away from DOS. The phones we used were push-button, with a handset that connected to the phone with a curly cord. They were hooked to an automatic dialer. We would log into the computer, pick up the handset of the phone, and wait. Another computer automatically dialed someone's phone number for us. If they answered, we started reading our script. Most of the time, people hung up the phone shortly after realizing a telemarketer had called. When that happened, we were supposed to make a note of it on our computer and then push down the button that hung up the phone, while keeping the handset to our ears. The push told the dialer that we were ready for a new call to be sent to us. Some of the people who worked there figured out a way to cheat the system. They realized that the computer that controlled the automatic dialer had no way of knowing when someone was done with a call, unless that person pressed the hang-up button. They would log in, take their first call, and fail to hang up after the person on the other end of the line was gone. This allowed them to sit there and talk to their friend in the cubicle next to them and continue to get paid without having to do any work. They were smart enough to keep the handset of the phone to their ear so that it would look like they were working. If a manager walked by, they stopped their conversation and mimicked the call script until the manager was out of earshot. Eventually, the managers caught on that something was not as it should be. Unfortunately, the computers at the time weren't able to catch the people who were pretending to work without actually doing any work at all. Some of the honest workers started telling on the cheaters, frustrated that those people were getting paid for doing nothing, while the honest people worked really hard for their money. I remember that to me, it seemed like nothing was being done about the cheaters. The managers never said anything about them, and those people kept showing up and scamming the employer. I knew that telemarketing companies were notoriously sketchy, but this seemed outrageous. One day, small flyers appeared on the walls of the break room, the bathroom doors, 
and even in some of the cubicles. The flyer said that there would be mandatory drug testing happening starting the upcoming weekend. The implication was that the company wasn't going to continue to employ those who didn't pass the drug test, but the flyers didn't specifically say that. That weekend came, and something unexpected happened. The honest workers arrived as usual, but none of the cheaters showed up. They didn't come back the next day, or later that week, either. They realized their free ride was coming to an end, so they left. I don't think any of them came to collect their last payment. The next weekend, the managers took down all the flyers about the drug testing. They never intended to have everyone take a drug test. It was their way of weeding out the people who were cheating instead of producing quality work, and who were expecting to be paid for doing so forever. All they had to do was imply that it wouldn't necessarily be so easy anymore for the cheaters to get paid for doing almost no work. Some of them may have used drugs. Others may have intuited that a company that wants to do drug testing might also start paying more attention to the quality of the work people produced. Instead of having to do actual work, these people chose to quit and go in search of another free ride. And that brings us to the end of the little piece of writing that I wrote in 2015 about an event that took place decades before on a website that was paying writers, which may sound kind of strange. Obviously, working telemarketing, for those of you that have never done it, and those of you that have never had the misfortune of doing it in the 1990s with the technology at that time, is frustrating and boring for the most part and incredibly stressful. So why would I want to remember that and put that into a website? Well, the website, which as I said, no longer exists, was paying writers based on page clicks and something that had to do with ad revenue. And there were a whole lot of people there that were posting things that were their own writing. Some of them posted about, you know, what they did that day or they had a little story to tell, but it was original work from each of these people. And then all of a sudden there was like a mass influx of plagiarizers and they plagiarized articles from outside of the website as well as inside. And as you might guess, people that worked there and were actually, well, worked there is not correct. People that wrote there and were writing their own original work were kind of ticked off because these other people were getting paid for stealing content and nobody likes that. So after trying to alert the website about all the plagiarizers by reporting them and all of that kind of stuff, I eventually got frustrated and wrote this piece of writing I've read to you in this episode as like uh, a giant subtweet to the website to tell them to, you know, get off their butts and do something about what was happening. And there's more to that story, but I'll tell it in another episode of Words of Jen that will probably take place after Napod Pomo because it's a bit long. If you enjoyed this episode of Words of Jen, or if you simply like hearing me read you stuff of a variety of content in each episode, you can find more episodes of the Words of Jen podcast at bookofjen.net. 